Here we go, episode 14. Yeah, 14. <laughs> All right, we got Aaron Acero here. How's it going, man? It's going really good. Going really good. I feel bad now, too. If we're doing last names, your, your last name again, Spencer? Spencer Brillhart. Brillhart, that's what it was, yeah. That's right. You can look it up online. <laughs> All right, nice. Yeah, I'm happy to be here, man. Oh, hopefully I didn't bump that too hard. Uh, happy to be here. Um, I like I like checking out people's setup, so it's just cool to to see how you're doing things, man. Yeah, we're just in a uh, movie theater apartment, and um, kind of awkward sometimes because it's a little bit of a public area, sort of. We yeah. uh, we just had these. We just got the setup all done. We were about to hit record, and then like one of the management people just walked in with a with a guest, like they were giving it to her, and they're like, "Oh, oh." Like, what, a, what a good selling point though for the, the people like damn some shit goes down at this this apartment complex right? uh, yeah some serious professional recording stuff right packing <laughs> yeah, blankets hung up and shit my in. Uh, but yeah no i'm i'm stoked to be here man and see what uh so what that's all about man i i missed the music scene i, I was kind of um, out for a little bit there but uh i kind of i kind of come back in and all right so um Let's tell the audience why I brought you here so about about your show that caught my attention. Uh, well, I do. I put together AZ Local Show. Uh, it's been a few years. Um, really, it just originated um, from working at Band Oasis Rehearsal Studios next to Club Red, uh, which was a great experience. You know, I, I always talked with uh, the bands that came in, and that's how it started. I was trying to do the advertising for Band Oasis, uh, the online advertising. And also was talking to all these bands coming in. And I was like, well, boom, there it is right there. I can just film talking to the bands and the bands will promote the the venue or the, not the venue, but the uh, the rehearsal studio. So that's really how that started. And now it's just become its own thing. I don't I no longer work at Band Oasis. Now, I, now I work with uh, SDR Studios uh, out in Chandler, which are, which are great people. Um, I needed that. I needed the change. Um, but yeah, it's been, it's been a good experience. I still kind of chug along AZ local show as more of like a, as a funny place for, for musicians. I, I, I rock the Instagram nowadays. So I just kind of, um, make funny memes and funny videos for, for musicians to relate to each other. That's good, man. I, I, I've seen some of the stuff and, uh, actually when I was, um, when I was managing Arcanaut for a while, a local, local metal band, uh, I, I saw some of your, your videos and it kind of gave me some ideas for right. some of the stuff we use for marketing. That's so. awesome. And that's always the hugest compliment I can ever receive because I've heard this a couple of times, you know, where like, you know, something I would do and it would really, you know, spark someone's imagination to like, oh, wow, I see that working and maybe we can try something similar. So that's awesome. And honestly, that's what I realized. You know, you, nowadays, you just, you got to meme your band. It, it's, it's a crazy thing, the world we live in, but doing something funny and stupid with your band is going to go travel further than just releasing a, a top-notch recorded single. Yeah, I know. And then I think it, I think it comes down to being like relatable. Yeah, exactly. You have to be relatable and seem like approachable as yep. like a normal person. Yeah. If you're doing like random shit, like, you know, like eating the hottest, like hot wings you can, or, or like just cooking out with your band or whatever, like our band or we, we rebranded recently as Cytera. So uh, the band I'm working with now is called Cytera. And we've recently been doing like, you know, cookout videos where 
we had a, a cooking video where our our, our lead singer uh, Luis was was cooking fried chicken on the oh, stove, nice. and and uh, our guitarist was cooking like some some shrimp scampi recipe <laughs> that he had, you know. Nice. So it's like two kind of random recipes, but you know, we all had a cookout, and the whole band was there, and we oh, were just it's great. No, that it's, you know. it's just something. Yeah, no, it's it's some sort of uh, ulterior way of getting to people. It really yeah. is. It makes you memorable as well, and you sneak in music. I would hope you sneak in some some of your guys. Oh yeah, music. I mean it's it's our songs yeah, in the background. Would, exactly. And that's so. the way to do it because, you know, people enjoy it, they share it, and lo and behold, your music is right there to be listened to at the same time. So yeah, totally. And that's exactly what it was when I was doing the thing for Band Oasis was I would promote it, you know, each episode, like, yeah, here's the band. But really underneath it all was an advertisement for Band Oasis because at the end of it, I would show the band in the room, you know, playing live with using our equipment. It was all filmed at Band Oasis. So really that's what it was. You know, it was just this blanket of, uh, you know, helping them out really. It was what it was. So that's, that's, it works. Yeah. It's easy to connect things together and kind of like piggyback off of each other. Exactly. exactly. I mean, that's what I'm doing with the, uh, the metal scene kind of right now. I've had a lot of guests on this podcast that are like strictly from the Arizona local metal scene. And that's just cause like, they're my buddies. I know them all, you know, I know a lot of them. I don't know them all, but, and I'm trying to know them all. And it's easy. It's an easy thing. Uh, We we were kind of almost talking about it earlier, um, but before I said it, and I mean it in the best way when I say this, but people love talking about themselves, man. It's a really easy thing to know about yourself. And it it makes sense. You know, what topic do you know the most about yourself? And people want to talk about themselves. And it's a good thing being on the other side of that and having an open ear sometimes and just you know, hey, what's up? And you really get to learn a lot about people from that from that aspect. And it and it sounds negative. It sounds like oh, people just love themselves. Like it sounds like you know the vanity thing. But no, it, it's a good thing. People should be able to be comfortable. And um, I think it's cool when people talk about themselves. Exactly. Like, yeah, I think I it's refreshing. But yeah, I love learning about people, especially in my own realm of musicians and stuff like you're talking I think, about. I think it's weird how there's like some stigma in society how you're not supposed to talk about yourself. Yeah. You're supposed to be like totally unselfish and not talk about yourself and only be interested in others and it's like it's kind of weird like i'm i'm excited to share my personal like opinions and and ideas with people like i feel like that should be just as celebrated as like listening and Uh, gathering information from others uh same same thing uh like on that topic is uh listening to your own music a lot of people are like oh you listen like dude why wouldn't i this is my like this is the music that i love you know it sounds cool yeah exactly like it's it's the ultimate it's my personal music that i've created because i want it to sound this way so why wouldn't i want to listen to it you really think i wrote this for you exactly on that topic though like, i mean i feel like people uh, a lot of musicians they feel you know awkward or maybe just like it's cringy to listen to their own stuff or or wear their own shirt but it's like dude if you're fucking proud of what you're doing doing like why wouldn't you want to do that shit the wear your own shirt thing that bugs me so yeah, much why wouldn't like, you want to be proud of yourself yeah, it's yeah. like when people say like oh you're wearing your own shirt that's cringy like <laughs> uh fuck off yeah, like i want you business. to i i i am a billboard now yeah. for my own shit exactly. like i am proud to wear this billboard exactly. like, go that, listen to it about that what, and that's what bands have to uh <laughs> that's what really you know it, it, it it's a balance what we were talking about with you know becoming making things work and um making the things a job basically is what i'm saying and uh having fun with it is you have to look at your band as a business yeah every chance you can get to advertise that business is only going to help you so yeah dude when i honestly like it didn't even phase me like i didn't even notice almost when like bands would wear their own shirts on stage like for some reason that is like 
people notice that yeah. and they like talk shit about it yeah. but yeah. it's like dude like when i was going to shows and stuff i didn't even notice like yeah. as a regular fan and then i got in with arcanaut and i started working with them because like they were close friends of mine so i got in and, and started like acting as a manager for them and um you know, they were talking about like the issue of wearing your own shirt on stage because they would do that, you know, and people would talk shit about it. And I'm like, what? People yeah. are talking shit about this? Like, what the fuck yeah. are you talking about? Like, why? No, and it's funny too, uh, the owner at Band Oasis Gym over there, he made a good point about it too. He's like, why would you be upset about someone wearing a shirt? But then they have the banner, they have it on the drum kit, yeah. you know, they have the stickers. They're just selling like, merch, they're selling the, the shirts. Yeah, what's like, the difference? They might as well just wear a shirt too. Yeah, so it's, it's exactly, I, I totally agree with that point. Uh, yeah, it's down. Just people, if you're proud of what you're doing, you should be proud of what you're fucking doing and just, you know, you should be in love with what you're doing. Yeah. If you can't listen to your own music, then you're making the wrong music, basically. Yeah, and if yeah. you think that's like gonna, you know, if you're being prideful about it, yeah. that's just dumb. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> oh, that too, yeah, for sure. If you're yeah. making this statement like, oh, I can't wear my own band shirt on stage because that looks stupid. Right. Like, well, like, if if you like the band shirt, if you like your own shirt, like, go ahead and wear it. Yeah. Like, no, if, yeah, if you exactly. think it looks cool, yeah, like... <laughs> as, a, as a crowd question, uh, and that was the other thing that, you know, we were talking about, you know, people like talking about you know, their own selves and what's going on in the world. When I would do the crowd interviews for AZ Local Show, I do miss doing that. Um, it's just hard to go, hard a little bit harder to go to shows these days and and do that sort of thing. But when easier? I, yeah, it's, it's, we're getting there. We're getting there. The light's uh, at the end of the tunnel. Um, but yeah, no... I brought up that question as a crowd question. Is it cringy to wear, wear your, sh your own band shirt? And it was really cool just to hear people's take on it. Like, you know, the people that would right away, like, yeah, that's cringy. It's cringy. But then the other people that opened my eyes, because that really was where my mindset was for a long time was I kind of did think it was cringy, but doing that and asking people uh, really opened my eyes to like, you know, yeah, you know, I'm, if I'm proud of what I'm doing, why wouldn't I want to wear my band shirt? You know? So that was cool. And that's, what's great about talking to people. You really, you know, how many times did you get the response where people were just totally ignorant of it? Yeah, where they were just like, what are you talking about? Yeah. Yeah. Like as if it was just like, why would you even do that for sure? But yeah, no, it's, it is what it is. And I always, you know, I always stand when I'm doing that, you know, stand from a standpoint of just collecting information from people and putting it together. Um, but yeah, that sure. one was one that always stood out to me where it like, where I did have kind of a biased uh, thought process going into it and it totally changed coming out of it. So that was kind of a, something cool that came from AZ local show for sure. Yeah, that's cool, man. I, I, like I said, I, I enjoy uh, doing this podcast, you know, and, and it's kind of relatable in a way. I'm I'm not out there in the crowd talking with people and stuff, not quite that kind of setting, but getting people in here, like all sorts of different people and talking with them about stories. It's, yeah. it's really cool, yeah, like totally. getting people's opinions and stuff. Living it, all the same world and dream, basically, you know, we're all trying to make it doing our fun things hey man there's no rules <laughs> yeah, yeah i hate when people make fucking fake ass rules like yeah. you can't you can't wear your band t-shirt on stage right like, yeah fuck off yeah exactly <laughs> exactly are you working anything on anything right now are you still working on az local show or something else or? Not, not really too much these days man like we were talking about with uh, a balance of you know having fun and making it a job um i made az local show a job and i was trying to make money from it and it really wasn't working out um and it was stressing me out and but now that i'm actually doing well in my actual job um 
uh, you can actually have fun with AZ Local shows. So I've been slowly getting back into it, just making funny memes and funny yeah, things. You've and, been posting on stories and yeah, stuff like that. funny things like that. Um, yeah, I definitely do. Like I was saying, you know, I want to get back into shows, like going to shows and talking to people and getting crowd opinions. But it's a lot of work. You know, I did, I did most everything by myself. Yeah, I've had some extra hands here and there and like extra support as far as like the rehearsal studios and advertising me. But as far as like the editing and like taking the video, going out to the shows, putting together all these questions, it was all, you know, it was a lot of work yeah, man. to do as a pastime, you know, to do as something for free while still stressed about regular life stuff, you know. Dude, video is way more complicated than, than just audio. Doing just this podcast with no video, like it's so easy because I don't have to worry about like these packing blankets are placed like all haphazardly, like who gives a shit, <laughs> dude. I can post a picture on Facebook, but it doesn't really capture how like um like homegrown this kind <laughs> right. of yeah, setting yeah, yeah. is you know so it's like you know it doesn't matter because i can make it sound okay you know but video like it's it's hard to trick people into thinking that this is well done yeah no with, totally. with audio you can trick people into thinking like oh this is well done you know yeah. and it's like i can i did this with you know not a lot of money yeah no not, exactly. very, not a lot yeah, of money I'm right but... there with you dude like as the show was progressing i just kind of I was running out of money to put into it, you know, it was just like, uh, I wanted the best for the bands. And in the beginning, I was just doing everything with my fucking iPhone, bro. I just had like a, a lens attachment because, you know, the iPhone does shoot in 4K and with Dude, proper editing and stuff. Those you know, new iPhones are crazy. Yeah, you can get away with some crazy things. So I had like a, a wide lens atta attachment on it for like the band interviews and stuff like that. But as like stuff progressed, I was like, man, I really need to get like an actual camera. Like you have a really nice setup. This is this costs money. You know, when I was doing it, I just had a, a, a Boya mic that plugged into my phone and that would strap onto your, you know, a lanyard type of mic. Um, but, and that was the best I could do. And I would take it to my computer later, but shit, dude, this, this is way nicer than that. But that's why I always like going to other people's uh, environments and see what's going on. But the point of that is, is that if you keep pushing, things will work out. You know, it's just like, even I just wanted to do it. Even with my, my shitty equipment and me just starting it off, I, I think a lot of people get overwhelmed with seeing the finish line. You know, you're like, man, you know, seeing this podcaster with their whole setup or seeing this whole thing. And they it's like, I'm never going to get to that point. They don't realize it takes baby steps, you know. And also some podcasts you see, some people start out with a lot of capital. They yeah. could like invest four grand into it right away because right. they have a pre previous business and oh, yeah, all of a yeah. sudden they have a room in their house with a desk with microphones <laughs> and fucking mixer and a video and all this yeah. shit. And it's like, yeah, because they had five grand to dump into it, right? Exactly. I had like a couple hundred bucks. Exactly. You know, exactly. and 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 I went to school that gave me a package with a laptop and a mic. So I started out with some equipment. Like yeah. I, you know, I... I had a, a, a good little head start because I went to school, right? Yeah. So it's like some people start from scratch. Sometimes all you got to do is like get a Tascam recorder, a little handheld recorder, maybe like a, a cheap, like even even right now in the in the mic bag I brought over, I have a, a Samson, it's like a C010 like uh, something like that. Uh -huh. um, I forget the model number exactly, but uh, it's a Samson USB mic. Right. So it's literally just a like a lightning bolt adapter in the bottom of the mic. It's not an XLR cable, and it goes to USB C right to my computer. Oh, really? I mean, yeah, it's it's dope. And yeah, um, it works. It works. So that's the yeah, thing. and you can plug it right into the computer, and it actually is. It has its own audio interface in the mic, 
So it's literally like a microphone straight to your computer yeah. and it'll go to any DAW. It'll go to yeah. like a, any recording program, works, you know? Works, yeah. And like you can get two of those. Like it was $90. Yeah. So if you get two of those and a laptop or a computer, you're good to go. You yeah. can record a podcast. Dude, totally. You know, so it's like if you start out making episodes like real cheap, like I use my like just the school equipment I had pretty mm-hmm. much to start off with. And eventually I bought another mic. Like yeah. and, well, and what's relatable about all this is 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 bands. And that's oh, why yeah. I still love uh relating to bands is like it's a small business. You, you you have to start off small and you just want to try and do it. And that's why I like talking to musicians and bands because it's the people that really know the struggle of trying and failing a bunch of times, which is, which is what I'm all about. I love, we were, like we were talking about, it's, it's almost better to learn by failing because you learn that much better. So it's, it's, that's why I always relate to bands because it, it's taught me so much being a musician myself and trying to build something from nothing. Yeah. yeah. And and what's crazy about bands is like, you know, instead of just one person making creative decisions, you got four. So you're yeah. like four times more likely to fail. Yeah, no, totally. <laughs> so uh, yeah. you have a, a 25% chance of success as opposed to like somebody else who's doing everything right. Yeah. Uh, you know, because yeah. it's just the more people, more creative decisions, you got mm-hmm. more, more ways to do things wrong you know, you know, more opportunities kind of, to learn yeah you, you know, know kind of on on that point i was just thinking about it the other day um how much better like doing something like a band prepares you for uh the workforce as far as like management positions and stuff because huh. doing sports it's like there's this already <laughs> structured thing and you go in you learn the rules and you do it the way that it's supposed to be done but as far as a band it's almost like creating your own business and you have to see what works, fail, try again, try again, do it right now, get people that you can work with. So that's why, again, I, I stress like, yeah. And and now too, nowadays, the music industry had been pretty much set for like 30, 40 years. And then nowadays it's just been constantly evolving, like fucking overnight every day. Music too. So it's really hard to see, you know, what you want to go with that works. But at the same time, you don't want to sound like, you know, you don't want to be a sellout or something like that and just make, you know, easy music. But honestly, I always think about this, too. It, it, dude, it's hard writing a pop song. It's as easy as it sometimes feels like it is because there's a formula to it. Like, well, I always it's appreciate... A, it's a shotgun blast. Yeah, I appreciate all sorts of music. You know, yeah. I appreciate everything from You're, fucking Justin Bieber to Pantera, what we're talking about, you know. The, the way pop songs work is it's like they write 100 songs and release 10 of them. Right, yeah. Totally. You know, so it's like it's a, it's a shotgun blast, yeah, dude. Totally. It's, not, it's not the same as like metal. Um, people who write metal don't write like that. They don't write a hundred songs in a month. Mm. They write, you know, ten songs and they put their fucking heart and soul into those goddamn ten songs. <laughs> and if they're not going to work, they'll scrap it and write a new one. Yeah. But no, they're going to put their heart and soul into that too, one yeah. too, no. you know. Whereas like those... pop artists, like you write a catchy riff and you try to make a hundred songs. Like that have catchy riffs, you know, yeah. until you and find the one catchiest one. Happens to be that or one that works. You find the ten catchiest right. ones. Yeah, you know, totally. they, you know it's so. a great way to look at it. Totally, because um, that is the difference. That really is the difference. Um, because usually with pop artists, they don't have to worry about certain things. They they're getting the beats from someone else or something like that, or you know, whatever it be. It's almost more visual. Mm-hmm. They're almost selling like like their visual as much as the music. Yeah, it's more entertainment know. for sure. It 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 well it's it's all entertainment yeah but it's it's more like a a well like a more rounded source of entertainment whereas like in the in the metal scene which is what i'm familiar with this is why i keep coming back to it i'll kind of try to relate to it because 
feel like it's it's smaller and and I I feel like people would get a lot out of it if they knew like how the metal scene worked right. and how like like artistic it is rather than just visual and entertainment and poppy like right. how can we catch attention like it's not about that it's like how can we get our art out to the public yeah. you know it's yeah. it's more of a pure art form than pop music yeah and no i, I feel like it's, that it's, for sure, man. it's like relatable but not there's like a, a certain there's like some things that work some things that right. don't relate it's, it's no, kind of yeah, weird do for sure that's what i mean that's why i love like just kind of exploring music and metal especially is, is always has like uh so many subgenres. so it's it's cool just to be able to dip around you know progressive metal being my favorite yeah you, you like prog metal what, well, what are some bands uh i mean my absolute favorite is definitely uh between the berry to me um they definitely do things properly but um i'm big into like you know Dude, i actually saw them live like uh probably a year ago They're probably the, the most the band i've seen the most were you were you i bet you were at the show which huh? one was the challenge show a chon chon show oh, okay yeah yeah where they, Dude, uh, you're probably the there is it the van Bur- is that van buren uh was it the van buren or was I, it... I saw them at the van buren with sean Oh really? Was it the Van Buren? Wasn't I was that the Van Buren? I know that for a fact. Okay. Me and my brother had this grand plan to get kicked out by moshing, and we realized we were probably going to get our asses kicked because we were way outnumbered. Oh damn! Yeah, I mean, that video was awesome, dude. <laughs> like, it's it's uh, it was an interesting show, and it looked like everyone was having a great time. And you know, it just wasn't our music. And he got free tickets. So oh, I was like, let's dude. go, man. Yeah, sure, we'll check it out. Whatever. I'm not super into prog metal because it sounds like, you know, too like, you know, tweedly dee 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 you know, kind of shit. And it's like, I like the the hardcore shredding, super fast paced, like, you yeah, know, yeah. imagine Metallica's first album, Kill Them All. Yeah, that's like yeah. my, that was my favorite album as a kid. Nice. I, was, I love that shit. Uh, and that's great. And, and you know, it's, um, you know there's moods that people get into like they're in that mood and they want to listen to that when i'm listening to music i i'm all sorts of moods i'm that's why i love prog metal the most is Mm -hmm. all of a sudden it'll have a a country breakdown or some jazzy yeah i've 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 heard some good prog metal and and honestly between the berry to me that that uh that band was the best one there yeah do you know who else was on that show i'm trying to think of what show that i don't think i went to that one to be honest um no Okay, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I don't think I went to that one because I, I, the time I saw Between the Barry and Me with Sean, they were also playing with the Contortionist, and it was at Crescent Ballroom, which was a really cool show. Hmm. Um, but yeah, Sean's great too, man. You, you like Sean, or is that too dwilly dwilly? No, I think that I would have liked Sean if they played their old stuff because what they did, and I, I don't know Sean at all, I don't listen to them, so this is like total ignorance right here, but um, so we were there and they they started playing like a song and it it, it was it was good you know i, I liked it like the melody right. you know Prague is all about like the melody and shit like how crazy can you get the melody you know and repeat itself too and it's it's pretty cool some of it sounds good and um it's like so they were playing some really heavy shit and it was cool and people were moshing and i was like you know, this is not what I thought it was going to be. So I was like in the mosh pit. I was kind of like pushing people around. It's not as heavy as I normally like. I've, I'm in the mosh pit Slayer and I'm on a Mars right. and, you know, some super heavy shit. It's great. I mean, I, I hate to cut and, you off, uh, but you're wearing an Opeth shirt. Opeth is progressive. Opeth? Yeah. It's like black metal. Yeah, but they're like progressive in, black in, metal. In, 
hold on <laughs> you you got me there opeth is one of those one-offs where it's like i listen to opeth on a rainy day because right. their music just sounds so like somber and like yeah. it's so fucking good it's well, like I mean, soulful that's you know the, the, and the um, thing about bro- bro- proggy music is you can't compare opeth to chomp there's well i mean but it's, they're both progressive <laughs> bands though i would i would call opeth more black metal than prog well, if you want to get uh, split hairs, but what I'm saying is um, they're both progressive bands. You know, if you were just to look at progressive bands, I guess that's a vague genre. Exactly. That's, what, that's why I love. <laughs> when I when I think yeah, when I think of Prague, I think of like the almost like math, like mathematical, like math metal. You know, yeah, where it's yeah, like they, they do music stuff, theory cool. to the max. You know, yeah, kind of like that yeah. shit. But um, yeah, Opeth. I got this shirt because it looks cool, dude. It's the Viking. <laughs> it, it looks like a Viking. It looks like an Amon Mars shirt, but it right. says Opeth. I got it at shirts and things in Mesa. Nice. And uh, yeah, I love Opeth, but it doesn't look like an Opeth shirt, does it? No. Oh, dude, I knew it was. Or once I started like looking, I was like, wait, it you're looks wearing an too Opeth violent shirt. to be you're an Opeth, Opeth shirt. shirt. <laughs> I know their music. Um, I like their early shit, dude. Yeah. I, I don't like the new stuff where it's like all clean vocals, like. <sighs> Dude, his heavy vocals were so fucking good. Like oh, back man. in the earlier but, school, uh, like I mean, that's great too. And I always, um, you know, I, I used to be like that where I didn't like any clean vocals. But do clean no, vocals? I like clean vocals. I oh, just okay. don't like the his softer music. Oh, I don't okay. like softer Opeth. Oh, okay. Like I like clean vocals. Don't get me wrong. I listen to clean vocals all day long. I mean, <laughs> there's some artists out there that are great. I mean, fucking like uh, just off off of metal even like chris cornell and and you know like super talented vocalists that are just blow you away they just make your hair stand up on the back of your neck you know there's people like that what's the least metal band that you listen to or enjoy the least metal band metal rock band rock the The least metal rock the least rockest metalist artist band i can name it to you right off the top of my head james taylor James Taylor is fucking amazing. He shreds on guitar, but it's like acoustic folky stuff. It's like folk music. Hmm. Okay. Um, like what kind of music do I appreciate? That's not, that's the yeah, furthest away iPod? from metal. What's on your iPod? Like my liked songs. Yeah. Well, I mean, on your, um, I mean, I, I, I recently, just recently, like driving, I've been listening to a lot of funk. Okay. Like nice. James Brown. Nice. Okay. Yeah, and, yeah. uh, um, like, uh, Fucking Bill Withers. Oh, I never heard Bill Withers. Yeah, you have. You've heard Bill Withers. Oh, maybe I have. Yeah, yeah. Yes, you have. (laughs) Uh, Yeah, you've definitely heard Bill Withers. I always like uh, throwing that curveball at people just to see where their, their, uh, you know, their spectrum of music is. Honestly, I tell people this almost on every podcast, even. Like, my music variety is just all all over the charts. Like, I am really picky, but it's. (laughs) Like the genres are so strange. Like I listen to fucking like uh bit core, like the eight bit oh, nice. like yeah, core, yeah. like like dub mood and stuff like that. And yeah. I listen to uh like like funk and, and jazz. I listen to some blues, I listen to uh um e- even crazier on the spectrum, some EDM called French core and nice. hardcore. Okay. Like some super hard yeah. like EDM. It's like the death metal of EDM okay, music. Cool. Yeah, yeah, no, I, I know an artist like yeah, that. It's harder sure. than like Skrillex. Skrillex okay. is like right. fucking Led Zeppelin compared to the shit I've been <laughs> no, listening cool. to. Yeah, you know? yeah, no, I, there's an artist I used to get really into. He was called The Algorithm. Um, but it, it was always called as uh, Gent Step because it was like metal gent type music, but with like wah, 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 type of stuff. Yeah. It was really cool and creative. Uh, but that was like the most in that uh, genre I would get into. But yeah, no, I, I just appreciate music. You know, that's why I always just love talking to musicians of all sorts because. 
it's all the same when you look at it. We're all in the same struggle. <laughs> yeah. Well, I'd say that the struggle has a, a pretty wide range of varieties for, oh, for sure. sure. Everyone's in a different situation. So like struggling as a country artist is going to be different than struggling as like a rapper or struggling as like a metal guitarist or a metal drummer, even, you know, even those two paths are different. Yeah. Like, so there's, there's a lot of different ways you can take, you know, I, I, uh, I've been talking with this dude. I, I've actually been working with him at some of the local theaters and stuff, doing theater shows. But um, he's a drummer, and he does a lot of like rock bands and stuff. And uh, I'm actually gonna have him on the podcast soon. Nice. His name is Aaron as well. Oh, awesome! But um, um, what's his last name? Aaron Hjalmarsson. Okay, I don't it's know. Like, it's, yeah, it's like some Scandinavian oh, last cool. name. Uh, it, it I know a cool. couple uh, but, uh, Aaron drummers that I, I was like, oh, damn, there's a third Aaron drummer than that exists. Oh, yeah, there is. Yeah, he's he's local. He's here. But uh, he does a lot of studio work and stuff. And I want to get him on the podcast and talk about working in a studio as a drummer nice. and how that goes and stuff. Yeah, no, that'd be that's, cool. uh, that's definitely the gig that I wish I, I would have chosen instead of guitar is uh, drummer uh, or bassist. It's never too late to learn. There is. And I, I did try learning drums for a while. You know, I was okay. I could keep a beat. Um, but from a guitarist perspective, you see drums and it's it's a drum set, you know. But as you get into drums, like, you you need the little lashes. You need the little thingies. You need the little part over here. You need all this little shit. And then you're going to beat the shit out of the instrument. The equipment is different. So, yeah. Sure. It, it gets it's... so expensive. So, I, I feel for drummers. And that's why there's, you know there's less drummers to other musicians because it is such an expensive hobby to, and then if you can actually push it to become a studio drummer or, you know, a drummer that's probably in three or four bands is, which is usually the case. Well, I feel like the time and effort it takes to be a drummer is more than the time and effort it takes to be a guitarist. Yeah. Oh, totally. Totally. And, and the fact that they don't translate back and forth, is insane like <laughs> so if you can drum and like you know play guitar you're you're incredible um, like that's, that's actually that's my favorite yeah I, I love finding um drummers that write music um one of my buddies Corey, he he was one of my favorites that he'd write songs and it's just also so rhythm based when you hear yeah someone with a drumming background making songs because i mean he he actually wasn't like playing guitar he would just program the notes on the computer okay. and it would sound so sick well, let me take this back i said that they're not relatable <laughs> they they are relatable in one sense the rhythm aspect yeah, they are relatable well that's what you i'm know. saying yeah they, they write different yeah totally i didn't want to sound like an idiot i'm i'm they are relatable in a way yeah no no, <laughs> you, you know it's a good point but in the point that they're they're gonna write different they write absolutely uh, more rhythm based than melody based because that's their background they're, yeah, they're... have you ever heard a bassist try to play guitar <laughs> yeah totally right yeah <laughs> it doesn't sound the same because you know when you see a guitarist jump to bass you can kind of tell sometimes it's right? not bass yeah they're not playing bass take... they're playing guitar on a different instrument You're right yeah like... exactly <laughs> and that's the way to look at it too is you know, usually they're playing with the pick first off, which is not a good sign. And then they're like, you know, playing it as a guitar. Well, there's, there's, there's bases that pick, there, there's, man. There's time and place for a uh, pick with a uh, bass. But I, I feel like my bassist, Art, he, um, I'll have him on the podcast, I'm sure. Art, shout out to Art and Artsy Choma. Yeah, whatever. But um, he uh, he plays with a pick. I was at practice with him the other day and he was playing with a pick. And then he's like, oh, with triplets, I just put it in my mouth real quick and use my fingers right. for triplets. Yeah. That's what I was going to say. There's, then, there's time and place for, for picks. And... He likes how 
how uh, sharp the sound is when you use a pick you know yeah. it really stands out because yeah. the bass has trouble standing out in metal regardless like yeah, it's so much noise like, like in a recording sense you almost want to use a, a pick to be yeah, honest yeah yeah for recording attack. for sure yeah. uh we're, we're using di for all the recording we do so uh, the pick is good. Right. We can alter the sound after that. Yeah, exactly. No, I, I learned that as uh, playing guitar because I would always use the um, jazz picks uh, live. But when I would record, I'd, I'd jump to bigger picks because they just had better attack and just would sound better as opposed to those tiny jazz picks where you're only using the tip and a lot yeah. of the times hitting your fingers. Uh... It depends what kind of music you're playing. Yeah, that too. Yeah, if, if it's quiet, you can use the tiniest little bit of the pick. Sure, yeah. Ding, ding, ding. Yeah, yeah, why not? But if you're if you're playing with like a full drum kit behind you and like a you yeah, know you somebody slamming on a double kick pedal, <laughs> like yeah, you got to have something heavy. But you should have seen the stack he was using on stage. Our our bass player, oh, yeah. he would literally stack like four different fucking oh, like calves on top of each other. <laughs> oh damn! <laughs> to like keep up with the guitar. Oh fuck! Damn, what was the guitar running? Um, uh. Fuck, I forgot uh, a Mesa cab with like a um, I forget the head he was using. But fuck yeah, like a fifty one fifty or some shit yeah, like that. Probably it. yeah, yeah. Is is super fucking loud. Both yeah. guitarists, so it was yeah. two guitarists, and then the bassist is like trying so hard, and he, and we didn't have a lot of money, so it's like, what do we got? We could use for bass. We just stacked four fucking cabs on top of each other. Like there we go. Nice. That'll keep up. Nice, dude. Yeah, and, that's awesome. Uh, you know what? Um, it wasn't until like. The last few years of uh, me being in a band where I, I finally learned about just going DI through my my pedal board. Yeah, that's, I, what, that's what we're doing now. Yeah, dude. For, for like touring purposes for bands, that is like a lifesaver, dude. You guys love it. Yeah. It's so much <laughs> easier. Like, boom, there's my, there's my sound. It's dialed in right there. I yeah. just need to plug in, get me to a volume. Everyone can hear me. But yeah, just like, you know, nowadays for bands, they can just take off in a van and be perfectly fine. You don't need a trailer anymore with all your equipment because boom, right there, all you have to worry about is the drums, really. And even those, you can sometimes get away with just, you know, your cymbals and snare and just hope for the best when you get to the house kit. <laughs> but, uh, no. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you usually hope for the best depending no. on the, the, the venues you're going to. But I, I know my drummer and he would he would just not even say a word to me if I if I said something like that. He would just laugh in my face. <laughs> but yeah, that, that's like the one thing you would need is, is drum room. But yeah, amps nowadays you really don't need, dude. Like for if you have a good pedal board, you you're you're dialed in already. You're good to go. Yeah. Oh yeah, man. I I, I know that pain, man. We uh, <laughs> as Arcanaut, we went to Texas. And... With all your equipment. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. Well, we went two bands. Nice. It was Arcanaut and Condemned Till Dawn. We both drove out there in, in one van with the trailer. He they had a truck, and I borrowed my dad's truck, and we had one trailer. It was oh, a twelve foot long trailer, the biggest fucking U-Haul trailer we could get, and it was not. It it was too big. We didn't need it. Yeah. We could have done away with the eight foot, but it's kind of dangerous too, right? It's, is this gonna happen again? Is no, it will be fine. It's locked. So oh, okay, nice. <laughs> yeah, if they try to walk in the door, it's locked. So uh, you know, I'll that's... probably start spitting some rhymes and act like he's recording me. Yeah, that's too bad. I need to get one of those lights that says recording. <laughs> it has like the red blinking recording. You know, set that outside. Yeah, but uh, so they don't do tours. Like, I feel kind of feel bad, but um. Here we go. Oh no. Here they come. Just letting the listeners know okay. that we're, we're, we're kind of wasting. All right, and we're back. <laughs> nice. 
yeah, no, it's, I've done that uh, plenty of times at a uh, band Oasis rehearsal studios when I'd re- be recording an episode and somebody like walk in, like trying to rent a room because that's when I would do it at band Oasis was, was during the hours I was working there. So if a band walked in, I'd have to like take pause. them real, yeah, pause and take them real quick or just edit it out later. But um, yeah, sometimes the uh, apartment they do tours and they got to show off of the movie theater and <laughs> the, the person was like trying every single key. <laughs> on their key ring and i was like okay i got it i got it and i went and unlocked the door but whatever well it is funny too because like you know you said apartment theater and i just i wasn't thinking a movie theater i just thought like this big space but yeah it really is a movie theater it is pretty cool like an inclined floor how many seats there is i would say that's like a what is it seven seats in three rows nice little like 80 inch screen or i don't know what that is probably bigger than that to be one seats i'm dumb It's a party. It's a party, but yeah, no, whatever. I, like I got a beer. <laughs> uh, yeah, the the projector seems pretty nice. I mean, every time I come in here, the TV's on, so I assume maintenance is watching TV on their breaks. Oh, for sure. But uh, I've never out. I've never actually seen anyone in here except when they're doing tours. <laughs> Just like check it out real quick. Yeah, we'll probably never go in this room, but I'm it the is the only cool. one that uses it. This like, is a nice room that we'll never go to. <laughs> yeah, yeah. There's more people using the pool than the movie theater. Right. Yeah. Yeah. But, uh, you know, it's Phoenix, Arizona, so whatever. <laughs> it's always hot. Yeah, so um, I just wanted to ask if... Uh, um, are you going to be pulling more bands into AZ Local Show anytime soon? Uh, not too soon. Uh, I guess I'm still sort of waiting for the world to die down a little bit. Uh, these past few years have been a, been a little weird, for sure. Uh, yeah, it for does sure. seem like we were talking about there's a little bit of a light coming at the end of the tunnel. I went to a show uh, to help film recently. Um, my buddy put together a, 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 like a memorial show over at Crescent Ballroom. Um, it was a really fun concert, but yeah, it was the first concert I had been to in like. Oh, I think I heard about that. Over what, a what year. Was, what uh, were the, the details on that? Peach Cake. I don't know if you've. It's like it's not metal. It's it's. Um, oh, they're then, like, then it's not the same thing. I'm thinking. Yeah, of. no, it wasn't a metal show. <laughs> no, it was a really fun show, but they're like, like I don't know how to describe it. Like techno pop type of music with synth type of stuff in it i guess but the wave yeah synthy type stuff but the, the singer unfortunately passed away um but i know the guitarist in the band and i helped um film just a little bit of the show he, you know he got me in for free but yeah like i'm saying that, that was the first concert i've been to in like over a year did they have somebody fill in for vocals or did they just um, yeah, do instrumental? They did. They did. They, they had a, a friend filling in for, I think it was him to be, yeah, he was filling in for vocals for a lot. And like one of the last songs they kind of played along with the, the live track, you know, while, so the singer kind of had that moment to, yeah, to sing yeah, that, so that was really special too. Uh, so that was really cool and all, but, um, yeah, like, like I'm saying, man, that was the first concert I've been to in forever. I had my, my, uh, my negative vax result with me that I got earlier in the day. I, I, I'm not vaccinated, and I don't like talking about it. But I'm not vaccinated, but hey man, I'm in the same fucking boat, man. You know, there's a lot of fucking people that are in that boat. A, yeah, it's a weird world to, to talk about out loud, but it's my choice. That's what else. Uh, but yeah, point is, is, I spent like a good two hours fucking going to go get the the negative card. You know, going my trip back home, doing all that shit, waiting for it, and then getting that that 24 hour um, negative result. I go to the show. 
Not one fucking person asked for it the entire nope. fucking time. So I, it's so stupid. Like, so I'm just waiting for things like that to die down. Dude, get this. Like, I'm working at the Orpheum Theater downtown Phoenix, right? And I'm gonna, I'm just gonna call this out right out the back because I don't give a shit. Yeah, dude. I don't give either. I'm, I'm working for the union, so I'm sort of protected <laughs> in a way. They're gonna give me jobs because they need me to work. But okay, so I, I got this job for the Orpheum. They needed somebody to fill in for head audio. Uh, just as a position for the title, right? I don't normally do head audio. I don't have the experience. I don't have like five years of audio experience to run the headboard at a show. Right. It was a Disney princess show. So it was a Disney show, right? Sponsored <laughs> by Disney, right? They said vaccination only, like vaccination cards. Yeah, up the, up the you know, and um, so I got offered this position over a text message. And I said, yeah, I'll do head audio at the Orpheum because I know the Orpheum. Like, I've worked there the most. I'm, I'm pretty good at it. Nice. You know, I know the system okay. And they're already going to have a head audio guy from Disney. Like, working the... Oh, damn. Not from Disney, but hired by Disney okay. to do the head audio. Representing, yeah, yeah. He is the one doing all the audio. He told me to go away so many times. I can't even count. <laughs> but, like, I kept asking him, like, you need anything, man? You need anything? And he's like, nope go away like wow, we're really? good i'm yeah, fine damn. like he's like trying to be polite and like you're annoying me yeah you know? <laughs> like okay he didn't want me to touch anything you know because he doesn't know me yeah. he's like i know how this goes together please don't touch anything right. yeah, yeah you know and i got it i get it i it was my job to ask right it's yeah, my job to ask just doing whatever you and it's my to. job to say to go away when he tells me to go away you know <laughs> yeah, so it's yeah, like yeah. okay whatever and i was getting paid head audio you know whatever <laughs> and but the thing is when i got offered this job he said, uh, bring your vaccination card and your your ID and social security or whatever. And I was like, okay, uh, I don't have a vaccination card. You know, he's like, okay, well, like, are you vaccinated? And I was like, um, I have not taken the vaccine, the COVID-19 vaccine. That's what I said. You know, it was like, I have other vaccinations. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I can't say I'm not vaccinated because I am. I am vaccinated. I have not taken the COVID-19 vaccine. That's what I said. And uh, he said... Um, you know, well, it's, they're requiring everyone on the crew to have a COVID-19 vaccine. I'll get back to you in a second. And he said, just bring a, bring one of the home antigen tests when, when you get there, like, or bring the results or the test when, when you get there. So I brought a test with me. Nobody asked me a goddamn thing about it at all. That's the funny nobody, thing. Nobody, nobody said a damn thing. It's so it's like dumb. I had this test in my pocket for like a good two hours while I was working. Nobody said anything. So I just I dropped it off by the rest of my stuff. You know, I just left it there, and yeah, it's like okay, yeah, whatever. Dig into it because, like I said, man, whatever, man. If, I respect people. It's you, weird. Do you, you know, yeah. <laughs> it's just you, weird. I, I'm gonna do me. That's that's the way I like. To I don't. I don't fight people. Yeah, exactly. I don't fight I don't, anybody. You, whatever you want to do with your life, you go ahead and fucking do it. Exactly. I'm gonna. Exactly. whatever i want to do with my life too but that's what's been making you know doing az local show hard and just like making everything weird for me it's just like i don't want to have to like deal with like some sort of backlash or like i'm taking a stance or something it's like no i'm just i just want to well, live my the, life the way like, the way i see it is is most people in the local scene here in arizona specifically like they share our stance they don't really care like they don't care whether you're vaccinated or not whether they have the vaccine or not most people in arizona especially in the metal scene, do not give a shit whether you are vaccinated or not. They don't care. Yeah, well, the thing that like, I find unfortunate is the the amount of people that I've seen harp on it and, like, talk about it, and then instantly when shows opened up, I see pictures of them 
at shows without masks and stuff like that. And I just thought it was kind of ridiculous. Like, why are you harping on this so much? And like, I don't know. It's just, it's just a funny weird thing that we're in right now. And I'm sure it'll pass eventually. And like I said, I don't like digging too much into it. And, you know, I respect people. If you want to live the way you want to live, it's, it's your choice. And that's the same way I feel about myself. You know, it's just like, I want to just makes things difficult sometimes. Yeah. Um, you know, when, whenever you, uh, make things harder to do for other people, you know, things get more, you know, labor intensive and things take more effort and they get more expensive and, you know, it, it makes things harder when you're trying to run a business, you know, and that's, that's like one aspect of a very complex problem, you know, and the complex problem being the pandemic. You know what I'm saying? So right. there's a lot of facets to this. And, you know, running a business is just one. And mandates are very difficult <laughs> to get past yeah, when you're running a business. Exactly. So it makes the live yeah. sound industry a little fucking, you know, like hungry. Like there's nothing going on because yeah. it makes everything difficult to like. Yeah. But yeah, exactly. I mean, it just it's just what took the fun out of it. Because obviously going to concerts is supposed to be this fun release this worry-free yeah. night of fun and having all these other stipulations put on it just took all that away from me it was just like man well this isn't now i have to worry about all this other stuff i have to do and get and it was just like fuck it you know so that's why i haven't been to shows in forever which is also a bummer um but you know it is what it is you know yeah i know i'm the last show i like i was telling you before we started uh the last show i went to was like almost a year ago it was the amaya show um it was at the rebel lounge um and it was with condemned till dawn and amaya oh yeah, it was yeah, yeah. A, i think i remember this i really knew it but i remember seeing it yeah, yeah it was a really cool show it was awesome and uh yeah they did really well it was great yeah, and, those amaya guys are great they, they do uh they're really cool guys i was kind of working with them uh shooting a video i don't know if they'll listen to this but i mean i still want to work on they were video. literally my last guests oh okay yeah, i had wade and bradley on yeah, on episode 13 i still want to work with them what was kind of a bummer they'll was totally the... hear this i promise you yeah. i know those dudes really well, well they'll, they'll listen to it it's, it's again, <laughs> i want them to, i want to work with them again but uh i was i shot like a little playthrough with them like right after you know covid was just opening up again like it was 2020 mid 2020 or something like that maybe it was the beginning of it but we shot a playthrough and when i was still using Using like my iPhone with like a lens attachment, uh, and then like a whole year went by before like I heard anything from them, and I I upgraded my shit, I got better camera equipment, and um, they were they finally hit me up like saying, oh hey we got the good audio we can edit together, and I was like bro I don't even I don't even have that video anymore for one and two even if I did have the video I wouldn't even personally want to oh sorry I wouldn't even personally want to release it um just because i've upgraded my shit so much more i would love to shoot like you know another video with them so you and my boys let's get let's do that man they want to work yeah i know they're they're, they're staying busy so i would love to to stay busy with them uh but yeah no you know they're great guys what's really cool about it is my uh my old guitar my uh ligature that i had was a fan fret i loved that guitar dude but oh that's sweet going through tough times i sold it to uh their drummer who now plays guitar i believe i think he switched to guitar permanently i forget his name i think it's anthony who's their drummer guy are you thinking of condemned till dawn no i'm thinking of Amaya amaya boys yeah who's their drummer their drummer right now is a new dude. Okay, right. Brand so did, new. Did the old drummer move to guitar? No. Their their new drummer is from out of state. He's from Nevada, I believe. Hmm. Um, their Wasn't new Josh for a little bit though. From Iperage. No, 
I don't believe helping the Amaya boys. Maybe, maybe they were. Um, I'm pretty sure he was, bro. You, you, yeah, okay, okay. If you know, then I don't. Like, okay, I'm pretty, I'm pretty, I, I would bet money to be honest. I'm pretty that much positive. I don't but, know them that well. Let's uh, see yeah. it that way. <laughs> but yeah, last I heard, uh, that was the conditioning of the situation. And um, uh, yeah, they, they had my my old guitar, which I I've been dying to see video of him playing because I miss that guitar. I just miss how gorgeous it was. Um, but I got it from uh, on uh, Andre, the guitarist uh, uh, from fucking Dead World. Reclamation. Uh, so that was it's a, it's a really nice one. Just bragging about that guitar I miss. <laughs> yeah, dude, I like the, the just the way the fan frets look. Dude, they look yeah, cool as hell. You know do, do you own a fan fret or no? No, uh, okay. I have a couple of guitars. They're pretty they're, basic. They're great for shredding. You know, they, uh, if you're just doing like you know bar chords and stuff like that on the low end, you're perfectly fine. But for like you know proggy shred dudes, like I was trying oh, yeah. to be, yeah, like I was trying to do all the Whitley walls and stuff Super like that. Precise. It like, looks really cool, yeah. and you know, it, it actually was a lot um, smoother for like sweeps and stuff at the bottom. Yeah, dude, it was, I, it was really nice. The way I learned about fan frets was crazy. It's this dude. Uh, he, his name is Don Ross. He's he's, he's like this fun. classical guitarist, and this guy's a magician dude, nice. on guitar. Like, really? dude, I got into like solo guitarists for a while. Like, speaking nice. of weird ass yeah. music, I listen to. I got into solo acoustic guitarists like Andy McKee. Okay, yeah, yeah. And he did, like, all the slaps like, on shit, right? Yeah, like Edwin yeah. Dobson. Okay, yeah, uh, yeah. Like the guy that plays like techno on guitar. Like, oh, we, like Edwin Dobson is crazy. Nice. Like some some Canadian guy. I mean, He's you can get pretty nuts, lost on that, that type of stuff on and, YouTube. And the, yeah, they're all like finger pick, you know, kind of yeah. guys. And yeah. uh, Don Ross is the craziest guitarist I've ever seen in my life. <laughs> and I saw him playing on a fan fret one time. And I was like, oh, my God, like that, that guitar, the frets aren't straight. Like, what is that? And like, that's when I learned. I was like, oh, shit. Have you heard about True Temperament fucking frets? Oh. It's where the frets are all sorts of crooked. I don't know if you know. Okay, so you know, uh, what is it? Oh, you mean like microtonal shit? Microtonal type stuff. Uh, oh, okay, yeah, so I've seen know, those guitars, you know, man. Your, uh, what is it? Elephant Anton G. You know, your G string is always out of tune. Like, you can always just hear that one third to bottom string, and you can always just, it's sort of always not there. You know, you can always tune the ones up, but it's always, oh, fuck, I keep bumping the mic. I'm sorry, people. Oh, hold um, on. Um, give me one second. We're going to pause real quick. All right, so the microtonal guitars. Uh, yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, no, it, it's kind of mind blowing. But the the traditional straight across fret, it actually is playing the wrong notes to to a sense degree, to to get to the actual perfect perfect scent of a note, you have to make the the frets fucking crooked as shit it's kind of crazy how it, it... And, and when he says scent <laughs> you guys that means like a fraction of a note yeah like it's... from from a to like you know a a, a not even, a to, yeah, not to even B or whatever yeah. like in between of it yeah, like it's the like centimeter yeah, on the ruler fractions yeah, it... like if you're thinking of sixteenths of an inch that's yeah. what a scent no, normal, is or even less than that normal like, humans would never even notice it but you know it, it's it's crazy to think about you know these little things but yeah those true temperament um, frets are one they look fucking nuts. But um, you, you, it's re almost the most difficult thing to play bar chords on them because it, you know, the frets are all crooked and crazy. But it's just something to check out, man. The, the, when I started getting into that world of like microtonal stuff, because there's other guitars where you can actually move the frets 
um, oh, wow. add frets to it like so, modular frets yeah so you can like oh, it's it's so nuts the world you, you, you know it's youtube you know you you go down a rabbit hole of youtube oh, yeah. videos and all of a sudden you're like what the fuck is there's this some shit? there's you some know? engineers like, out there that make some crazy instruments yeah and, like, and so the guitar world is just uh booming these days you know um i always wanted a headless guitar i never got one of those but oh, those look cool yeah those always look really cool and, and what's cool about headless guitars is the weight's perfect you know that's what's good about them because uh traditional guitars with headstocks it's it's kind of bad for your shoulders for a long time um and that's what's cool about those uh headless stock um guitars is the weight's perfect so it's almost like you're sitting classical style with the guitar in your knee while you're standing it's it's kind of okay so it doesn't like tip forward on you exactly exactly that's what's nice about the headless uh guitars yeah you're not holding anything up it's pretty much all on your shoulders yeah it's just right there in your body that's pretty cool (laughs) yeah i noticed uh when i was looking at the solo guitarists and stuff i kind of fell into the microtonal kind of thing and i noticed it's a lot of like like uh the middle eastern like indian like eastern kind of music oh yeah yeah it's it's nuts uh getting into that and i i actually got into that when i was uh drumming um just like indian um patterns and stuff like because they do i forget the name of it but they basically go ti ta ti da da ta ka ka ti da ta, and basically every rhythm, like a triplet, will be like ta ti ka, and like a quadruple, you know, like groupings of four will be like ta ti ka ta or something like that. So you put all these things together, it's like ta ta ti da ta 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 ti ka ta 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 ta. And they have something I forget the actual name of it, but that's what I was getting into when I was playing drums, um, just like learning patterns and shit like that. So. That's, it's kind of crazy like, man. Out, learning about music from other places and it, stuff like that it sounds weird because like you know growing up in like western culture and like as an american like yeah. you hear music like that and you're like how the fuck do they even get there like, <laughs> yeah, no, no, and that's another thing i always like uh, thinking about too eastern and western music especially um because they're so different you know you know if you you know especially what you're just saying like being from western culture just first introduced into Eastern music, you're like, well, what is this? This sounds terrible. You know, it all sounds off, but, but it's because they're hitting notes in between our notes that we don't appreciate. Well, it's, it's not even terrible. You just, your brain is like, what is this? Yeah. It's like, what the fuck am I listening to? Yeah, it, it, yeah, totally. And that's what it is. It's, it's just, it's confused because it's, it's never heard these shit before. You know, it's like, it's these tones and things. And that even happens with languages, you know, like there's um, tonal languages that are just based off, you know it could be the same word but different tones you know yeah, i love listening to other languages yeah, yeah i don't know why but like i i just listen to it i'm like yeah, i don't yeah, even i don't know too. what they're saying but like mm-hmm. i could listen to an audiobook in another language and just be like this sounds fucking nuts <laughs> it sounds crazy to no, me yeah like, i love shit like that just um just uh, different cultures man just the uh, seeing how we, we came to be and you know where we're at and shit like that and just like you know we're only the way we are because where we were born you know if we were born in somewhere other location we'd be completely different you know, and it's hard to imagine and like i'm i'm trying i I was trying to like travel and stuff that's kind of why i like joined the navy oh, you know? nice. oh cool man. So i was in the navy for four years but you <laughs> oh, know nice, I, I tried to get like out of the states try to like see other places <laughs> that didn't, didn't happen, happen. oh wow really no i joined the navy to get on a boat and they sent me to maryland and i stayed <laughs> in maryland for like two and a half years Oh shit! i went to like a year and a half of school like to be an electrician and i like chose orders to be on a boat to work on like i was an aviation electrician at the end of my school oh damn so i was like gonna work on airplanes and like the electronics and shit for airplanes like batteries and lights and whatever and um like right before i graduated the school they took my orders away 
They were like, nope, you're going to Maryland. Like those those orders to the carrier don't exist anymore. So what? I was like, no, like I wanted to go to Japan so bad. Oh, and like, fuck. I know that that carrier was going to go to Japan. The Ronald Reagan is like one of the fucking like oh. top notch carriers in the Navy, yeah. you know, and it's on the station in the Pacific. Uh, it's going to Japan. It, it, it is going to go there. You know, so I was like, fuck yeah, I'm going to go see Japan. And like, yeah, yeah. right before I graduated, they're like, nope, you're going to Maryland. Fuck. It's a, yeah, it's a yeah. land station. It's an airfield oh, in like the shit. middle of nowhere. Like, hey, damn, you stuck it out another two years? I had to. Fuck. You sign a contract and yeah. you're there, dude. You like, yeah. you can't leave. You go to jail. Like, <laughs> that's yeah. how the military is. Once you sign the contract, you can't break it. They put yeah. you, like, that's illegal. Damn, bro, that sucks. It's like, yeah, yeah, like I was making money, but I couldn't do anything. I was like 40 minutes from the nearest town. Oh, Jesus. They, they literally, like, the first year I was there, they built a movie theater in the town. And that was like, oh, God. It was a Harkins. They oh, put geez. a Harkins. That was like, the first movie theater? Yeah. Yeah. It's like, there's a Walmart. There yeah. was a. And that was the party. It was a Home Depot, I think. Yeah, that was the meetup spot right at like the Walmart. Payson. Yeah. It was like Payson, dude. I, I was like living in Payson, man. Oh, it was like geez. a small town, you know? 80% of the people there worked on base. Damn. The town oh, was yeah, there because the base was yeah, there. Was like, yeah, and it was so boring, man. Oh, my God. Yeah. Damn, what a switch up on you, man. It's yeah. bad. I wish I would have gone to that carrier. My <laughs> life would have been so much different. But no, that's cool. You're in the Navy. I, uh, I always appreciate shit like that. I don't yeah, it was, cool like I that. mean, I did it for the, uh, you know, the school. I, I'm not going to lie about it and say, like, I did it for my country. It was like, super, I'm super honorable or whatever. Yeah, like, yeah. I, it's, I, they, I know that you get free school for joining the Navy. Right. And I was like, you know what? Like, this community college sucks. Like, GCC <laughs> is garbage. And I'm not learning anything. And I just, I'm not motivated. I don't want to fucking be here. Yeah. Like, I'll go to work. I'll just fucking join the Navy <laughs> and go to work. And I'll learn something there. Dude, that's awesome. You know, and then when I get out, I'll have free school. And then I can go learn whatever the fuck I want yeah. for free. Yeah. I won't have to worry about fucking paying for community college or whatever. Dude, that's awesome. And then, like, that plan worked out. I got the school and everything, but, yeah. like, the experience was kind of shit. To get to it. Yeah. Oh, well. <laughs> oh, yeah. Some but people get awesome, fucked. I mean, I mean, what it is is an investment in yourself, and that's really cool that you did that. You know? Yeah, yeah. I mean, that's... It was one of the options I had, you know, some people aren't as fortunate. Some people can't join the military. Right. Yeah. Yeah. You know, I, I hear a lot of people who are like, man, I wish I could have joined, but you know, I have a bad back or yeah, have a bad leg like, or mid twenties, obviously. Right? I you're was mid twenties. I was 19 or 20. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I think I was 20. During that point in time, I was wasting a shitload of time just being a stoner kid with my friends living with friends. So that's what I wanted to do. <laughs> Well, you didn't, so that's good. Yeah. Well, it came down to I was running out of money. Yeah. And, you know, I I didn't want to, like, get into, like, you know, like, oh, I have to, you know, I have to live with my parents to, like, find a job to blah, blah, blah. You know, that whole story. I didn't want to do that. Yeah. So I was like, okay, well, the only way to not do that and, like, live that life is, like, working at you know, Michael's craft store isn't yeah, going to do it. Done. <laughs> it, is it, and it is what it is. So, I always appreciate that shit too. I mean, it, I mean, going on vacations nowadays as an adult is so much nicer than when I was younger, just getting away because like my bills are paid and I come back yeah. and like, 
I have money still, you know, it's like before I'd be like, you know, as a broke musician, I'd go on tours to, to California or what it is. And we'd come back just broke, you know, it was fun, Oof. but I, I, you yeah, know, just coming back with absolutely no money, you know, just, yeah, uh, that's what happened when we went to Texas. Yeah. We, exactly. uh, we, like, we spent all our money on gas pretty much, it's like, yeah, it's a cool <laughs> but it's not a, a, a smart business way of going about it. No, you know? we didn't gain anything from that. Yeah. We gained nothing at all. Well, you know, it, you gain, you know, you did we we went to Texas and we learned what it takes to go to Texas. Exactly, and that's, that's what that's we learned. What you got to take from it. It's, it's yep. just like we're talking about with like the you know failing and learning from that. It's like you, you still learned what that experience was like, but then you have to learn the business side and how you can make money and like eat really well and still make it back. You know, home safe. Yeah. While having an, a fun time. And that's that's the balance that, you know, we've been talking about this whole time. You know, yeah, pay just, yourself per diem when you go on tour. It's, it's, really, <laughs> it's, it's tough, but it's really a, a delicate balance. Um, I think one thing that a lot of bands have to realize is you can take your time with releases. You know, if, if you're writing music, it took a year and the recording feels like it's taking another year, then everything's going to take two years. That's just how it is. I can agree but also there's situations where that doesn't work. And I feel like I'm kind of in a situation like that. Well, it also depends on uh, being smart about what you're recording because nowadays bands can survive off a single, especially smaller bands. You can record a really good single, you know, spend like four or $500 on a single. Well, hold on a second. Yeah. This is something I'm going through right fucking now. And I'm just going to go ahead and call it out because I don't care right now, but... As far as like releasing a single goes and surviving off a single, if a band only has one single, what do you do? The only thing they have is one song on YouTube. You know, yeah. Does is that marketable to be monetized? Depending on the song, depending on how you market, for sure. And the other thing about it is, is how would you monetize well, one single? The other thing about it is, you can't just have that single and not be ready to record again. You have to basically be ready to go into the studio to record another single while you're releasing the single. So in two, three weeks after that one single and video, because you need a music video with it too, you can't just release the single nowadays. There's a lyric video. You need a music video. Lyric video is perfectly fine. Um, you can release that, and within three weeks to a month, you need to be releasing another single. And basically repeating this process Wait, 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 what was that timeline? Three weeks to a month. Three weeks to a month. So basically, you need to have your prepackaged video single ready to go. Hold on to it for however long it takes you to save up money to go back into the studio again. Um, and, you know, and hopefully time works out where you're able to release uh, your single and video, promote the fucking shit out of it, and then you can be ready to release this other one and honestly, um, two, three songs, like people can really re live off an EP, especially younger bands. You can, you can live off an EP, but going full speed with a, a whole 12 track album, it's going to kill the band. It's it, honestly nowadays, especially younger bands. I, I personally feel like, like we're talking about metal bands. They put a lot of heart and soul into 10 or 12 songs. And it's hard to just do that right away again. So it's better for you just to release three or four really solid songs and then release three or four really solid songs the next year until you have the fanfare to do 12 songs. Well, what, what my plan was with the band I'm managing now is we were going to release a single 
um, roughly every month. Yeah, perfect. And we're going to come out with roughly 10 songs. Our ideas are still a little like fuzzy, you know, we're still trying to hammer out exact numbers and all that. Um, but, uh, for right now, we're kind of testing the waters by releasing like three singles and then grouping it into an EP at the end. Because I feel like now with the streaming platforms, and I feel like they're going to kind of morph into this strategy more because it's becoming more popular. It's called a waterfall release strategy, um, where you release a single and group it in an album by itself. And then other singles you release fall into that album as they're released. So it's kind of like a waterfall, you know, it kind of just goes on top. The next song goes on top. The next song goes on top. And that's kind of what I want to do with this EP that we're doing now Mm -hmm. and possibly the next album we're going to come out with. Oh, for sure. Um, so the problem I'm having is that I am trying to promote a band with one song right now because we are brand fucking new. (laughs) Our next song is coming out on the 25th, by the way. So the second, second Cytera song is coming out real fucking soon. If you want to listen to it. Yeah, exactly. It's here. We we don't have a video yet. We Um, have, we have the song and we're probably going to release it just with the cover art hmm. because we just, we don't have the resources to make a video right now. Dude, I'm your we guy. will eventually. I don't that much. <laughs> uh, for for the for the third song, we we are gonna try to go and get a, a music video yeah. ready to it's go. It's so important these days. Uh, we're just such visual creatures nowadays. Well, you know? it's it's the media as visual is yeah. what it is. The media used to be auditory. When everything was radio, everyone was listening to the radio. Right. Sports events, boxing matches, you know, yeah, shit like totally. that. Music. Everything was radio. You know. Now everything is with your eyeballs and yep. and auditory as well. You gotta. Have both yeah and eventually it's gonna be like you know you're gonna have to be able to like do a vr experience yeah, yeah, you're gonna have to be yeah. able to do like the <laughs> the vr kind of like feel to it I mean, too with yeah, the totally. spatial aspects. we're sort of you're already there. Create I've heard that. Of, uh, concerts being held uh online so yeah, yeah sort man, of already i'm excited there, for vr honestly <laughs> it's gonna be crazy but no exactly it's it's really those things and and the other cool thing about social media is like taking advantage of small clips so you can you know, release a three minute song or however long it is and just, you know, post a funny video that's 10 seconds that happens to have your song in the background or this little 10 second clip of another part of that same song. So you can, yeah, like we're saying, you can live off of one single, you know, just kind of highlight different parts of the song or use it in different ways for funny videos or whatever it be. And it's kind of easier with metal bands because, you know, metal fans already have built in humor in them. Like, we're all like, I feel like, you know, numb not 100% serious. Yeah, exactly. We're all fun people. <laughs> I've never met a metalhead that, you know, we look scary, but none of them are. We're all really kind, funny people, which is really great. Yeah. Most ner- most most of them are nerds, to be honest, right? I mean, most metalheads are nerds. It, it comes down to can you talk shit or not? <laughs> yeah, like... exactly. So, <laughs> so exactly. There's already a built-in market, especially with metal people, just of they want to see something funny and random, and, and you can sneak in your song at the end, and, and it may just be this fun thing for you. Yeah. Right. And, and, and my, my biggest issue right now is, like, releasing that single, like, on the way to releasing the second one. Like, what do I do in that space? I have, I have those videos. We have done that. Like the cookout videos I told you about the, I have a video where Luis is explaining the lyrics and how he came up with the lyrics while the lyrics are playing in the background. Like literally we have the song like overlaid, like we've been doing some cool video editing and all that. Dude. Awesome. But, um, you know, like how often, like how can, 
you know, do we do that every other day yeah. before the next release comes out or like, you know, every third day or do you do it every single day? Like yeah. how often are people going to hear that song and be like, ah, yeah. I don't want to look at this band anymore. And you, oh yeah. That, you know, because that that's is, the thing that, that happens. Is, like, that is totally a balance that you, that's great that you brought up too, because yeah, because sometimes you can oversaturate yourself. You can overkill something yeah, easy. Yeah, totally. Yeah, and if if people get too like, all right, well now I'm tired of this, and now I now it's like they're moving on to the next thing already. So yeah, that is a pretty delicate balance. But um, I mean, I have to say, I, I almost think that having less is more. Having one single is just like this. Like, oh man, I want to check out what the fuck is going to go happen with next with this band. So if you almost like in the beginning of a small band, just create yourself as almost like an enigma, like, you know, you, you just, you know, you exist, but only to this person and because people love finding your secrets, you know, you love finding a band and showing friends, you know, well, we like, have oh. a jump start because we were Arcanaut for the yeah. longest time. Exactly. We have this, this six years in the scene, mm. six or seven years in the scene already. Yeah. We have a lot of friends in the scene and they already know us because we're almost the same band yeah. minus one member. Yep. So it's like all the same. It's almost the same sound. It almost sounds like Arcanaut. Because so you already have writers. Are like really eager. Like, man, what yeah. does it sound nowadays? Now that yeah, exactly. Grown, we have yeah, people yeah. who are into it yeah, already. In different directions. So yeah, um, and, and you know, that's what... Um, you know, a lot of younger bands don't realize sometimes they'll see the bands that just come on the scene and they're like, man, they're already making it. And like, it's what's they, usually because they have a circle. member has been in failed bands before. They have a circle. Like yeah, yeah, exactly. So each member has been in a, a band that already created a fan base. Now they're, you know, accumulated together and it just, it works out in that way for a lot of bands. But again, that's a point to backtrack a little bit. Like a lot of people kind of get overwhelmed and they see the finish line and like they don't realize, you know, sometimes things take baby steps and you're going to oh, feel yeah. a lot, you know, you're going to have to get used to that. So yeah, for sure. And I feel like we, you know, selling a single as a band that has an album versus selling a single as a band that only has a single <laughs> is an entirely different ball game. Yeah. No, it, it's you know, so you have other stuff baked up behind it. Like yeah. it, 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 and what would help me out to promote this shit is, is to have more, with it you know right. if i had an album and then they came out with a single i'd be like oh check out my band an established band we have music right. and like here's this new single we came out with yeah and and it's just a struggle coming out as with one song right you know what i mean so it's like as a new band like gotta be cautious like to not push too much especially i where feel like it's, it's well, a really delicate balance when you're brand new yeah are you guys trying to do you have played a show in this with this band yet, or I'm sorry, say what? Have you played a show with this band yet under this? No, this okay. because they don't have enough songs ready to play. Oh, okay, okay. Well, so that's another thing. You okay, know what I mean? Well, like, I wanna, I like. Because I was gonna say that's another huge thing for like you know, because you're saying you already yeah. sort of have a fan base, so it would be kind of easier for you to find a big show. And that would just look oh, so dude, badass, dude. you know. Finding, like, finding a show is not a problem. Like, exactly. We have so connections. That would just look cool to people. Are like, who is this band? Why are they already on this big show? I must. I want to check them out. You know. Yeah. So every, everyone in the local but... scene already knows Cytera. Like, <laughs> I, I mean, everyone who knew Arcanaut knows Cytera. Right. Okay. Yeah. So, um, <laughs> anyone who is involved with Arcanaut at all knows that Cytera is a thing already. But um, like getting a show would not be a problem. We've okay. already got offers that we've turned down because okay, we yeah, don't yeah. have a full set. Oh, geez. You know, we have three songs they could play. It, yeah. You know, and as, as musicians and, and as me being the manager and as them being musicians, I want to just push them, like, <laughs> make more, make right. more songs, do it, go, yeah, go, yeah, go. The, and the it's, like, thing, it's like they have to be ready to do it, though. Exactly. Like, I, I, 
I don't want to be the asshole that's exactly. just like, I need more. Come mm. on. Like, and that is the thing because I'm sure they're working regular jobs too, right? Absolutely. Everybody yeah. is. See, Nobody's making about, money off of this yet. Exactly. And that's, that's <laughs> the thing about, you know, um, musicians and, you know, local, local bands is that nine out of 10 are also working a, a job that they have to go to the next morning when they're playing a show at night. So that's the other thing I always appreciate with, you know, bands and smaller businesses is like, you're trying to accomplish this hobby and make it a living while trying to make a living doing something you hate to go to. Well, usually, you know, hopefully there's people out there doing something they love. But for the most part, I remember when I was a musician, I was always getting shitty jobs that I hated going to um and it just made it that much of a, a harder dance because you're not making money from the thing you love and you still have to go to this other place where you make money and hate you know so it's it's a, it's a tough dance that's why i always appreciate musicians and band names yeah man and i i feel like i've been pretty lucky i've i've found a day <laughs> job where i'm working at theater shows doing audio setting up speakers and microphones yeah, and a great mingling chance too, oh, right? cool you're man yeah i've, I've met like some cool people uh, and you know, like the dude Aaron I was talking about before, uh, I met him just working at the theater at Orpheum. Exactly. I'm like, oh shit, you do a lot of music, you do a lot of this and that. He's like, yeah, I do a lot of studio work. I've worked with all these bands. And, you know, he texted me like eight different things he's working on. I'm like, okay, that's enough, dude. Like, save it for the podcast, <laughs> yeah, yeah, man. Yeah. Like, we'll get you on. Don't worry. That's awesome. And so I can't yeah. wait for him to be on. But And it's crazy, you know, when you when you start talking to musicians, how, you know, how accomplished some people are, and you, you realize, holy shit, like, you know, this person lives right here, and they're doing so much, or, you well, know, drummer. so many people. And... He's a drummer, so he, of course, he's doing four other things. Yeah, so I'm sure he's, I'm sure he's worked <laughs> with some, some, he's had chances of working with some big people, or probably yeah worked with some big people like you know I'm, I'm me personally i'm always proud that uh, uh i have a music in a video game that's like my biggest proud moment of oh, which being, one uh it's called mx versus atv all out oh really yeah hell yeah songs what's in that game what kind of music uh it was my band forming stories we have two songs and it. it's just like metal music it was just uh no vocals on the track but um yeah that's always like you know my claim to fame is like it was cool too because when it came out uh we went to uh, colorado my fiance and i at the time um and i remember going to walmart and seeing the game there and i was like it's like there it is i was like and i was like man this is this goes around the world and i have cool, dude. This. so that's always like you know i've met people like that the other people that have you know just you know, you wouldn't think that, you know, and they, they've done big things. I remember the first time, uh, one of the first times working at Band Oasis, uh, I was talking with this dude, he was a, a vocalist, and he was waiting for a keyboardist to show up, um, and he was just talking about, they were preparing for a cruise that was coming up, and they were going to drive out to California, but he was a Grammy winner. He had, I looked him up on uh, Google, he had worked with, like, Whitney Houston, and, like, a whole bunch of other, like, 80s, 90s stars, but yeah, he was a fucking Grammy winner. I just thought that was so cool. I was fucking talking with this dude, and he was just this normal, coolest shit fucking guy so it's just crazy you know and you get into the music world and people that really fucking try and fail and try and fail you really realize how many people have done some pretty cool things and still trying other things you know yeah man when it comes to entertainment i mean how many things you got to try before something sticks you right. know yeah exactly exactly There's a lot of shit that people come out with that's just not good or people mm -hmm. just don't like maybe yeah. it's really good and nobody hears it Oh yeah, totally. You know, so it's like there's there's a lot of art out there that never hears, uh, never gets to anybody's ears. I, I feel there's that way all of... the time when I find like a really solid local band. Man, I'm just like, man, this is like here we are listening to this amazing band, and like they're not even touched the entire world yet. Like this should be something that you know that's 
touch to everybody and it's just like here i am only listening to myself and i'm just like dude that's how i felt about arcanaut the entire time they were arcanaut they had 13 songs tight as fuck ready to play on stage and like i just i was constantly trying to push them to get them recorded and everything we tried fell through every single person we hit up to record it fell through something went wrong oh these files got corrupted this happened that happened and then you know a lot of ran out of money and yeah. lost steam and then now we're Cytera. <laughs> i feel like i have the same problem i'm trying to get more songs i need the goddamn songs recorded <laughs> Dude, you gotta inter- it's all about interludes bro you need those uh <laughs> two minute long interludes oh yeah i'm sure <laughs> i built this base like two songs it's like two actual songs on a 12 track uh, album yeah it's <laughs> Yeah, it's just trying to get a re- release. I need a release. Yeah, yeah. I need it on the internet. I need it out there. Yeah, they can awesome. do whatever they want. Write whatever the fuck you want, guys. I don't give a fuck. Like, man, just release it. Get it out there. I need people to listen to it. Um, it's hard to market something that's not there. Yeah, well, you, I, I, I hate to be that guy, but you got like maybe one or two more questions for me before I... Uh... Oh, this is not an interview. Face. This is a conversation. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. Well, anything you want to pick my brain <laughs> Hey, man, if you want to wrap uh, this up, that's cool, man. sneak out of here. Uh, um, no, I just got to get some uh, some groceries before I start work. And that's all right. So Real life. To my, I got it. Back to our normal stuff. Like, we were just talking about this. Like, the full circle of this is just like... Dude, you got to you gotta live. Like this. Yeah, sneaking fun things like this. You, and, you only uh, see the entertaining parts, right? <laughs> that's the only time you want to actually get shit down. Man, I do miss playing out music, man. I've been trying to relearn old songs. That's what's been keeping me busy and uh, motivated lately well i actually didn't know you're a guitarist but um i uh might have some ideas for you if you want to work as a guitarist oh yeah man i'm always but i'm, a roof I'm honestly interested in your um knowledge as far as like uh the az local show goes and the the video knowledge uh um, well everything's a stepping stone man that's for sure oh, yeah absolutely uh, I mean, like we were talking about i just doing everything with my phone for so long um and it's only really in the past few years that i've upgraded my shit and got really nice cameras and stuff but knowing that uh you're really into video and all that stuff i uh i might have some work for you as far as my band goes oh yeah hell they yeah, fucking love video yeah, yeah. and um as far as as far as i've seen like you've been experimenting a lot longer than we have oh so. yeah yeah for sure um yeah you use your knowledge throw you a couple bucks you yeah, know totally man and, and that's what the thing about you know uh having you know easy local show is it, it was this fun outlet where i could just experiment and learn at the same time where it was okay to be silly and try fun some fun things with like green screens and things like that and oh, yeah for sure that's how i learned how to start using green screens and we stuff got like green that. screens yeah so so that's how i started like learning how to use those was just having fun and just being stupid on AZ local show and doing funny stuff on there. But, but yeah, no, I'm always thankful for the knowledge That's that I cool. gave. Well, I'm uh, excited to see where you take it. If you're going to keep taking it somewhere Hell or if yeah. not, uh, yeah. we can work well, together I, at some capacity at some time in the future. For sure. No, I definitely want to bring AZ local show back. I'll, I'll bring full awesome. speed once things get normal again. <laughs> Hell yeah. Go look it up people. Oh yeah. Thanks. All right. Good talking to you, man. Hell yeah, bro.